All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. Happy Monday to you. For those of you that are live streaming with us, I hope you had a great weekend. It's going to be a good week. And um, we're getting the week started, actually, with a really interesting conversation, one that we've not spent a lot of time on here on the Book of Podcasts. And I'm going to introduce a brand new guest here in just a second. Before I do, for those of you that are live streaming, don't be hesitant. Jump on or jump into, I should say, the conversation. Ask questions, comment. You can send us uh, funny emojis, as I always say, if you'd like to disrupt the conversation a little bit. But we'd love for you to be part of the conversation. It's one of the benefits of the live stream. And then for those of you that are listening to the audio version of this, always want to invite you to come join these live streams as you can. If you follow us at Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H Podcast, um, you can keep up with the upcoming live stream times and dates. And we'll be posting those there on Instagram. Make sure to follow us. All right. Well, on that note, I want to introduce a brand new guest on the show today. Nathan Desh is here with me. Nathan, thank you so much for making time for all of this today on, on a Monday morning too. Or is it morning where you're yeah, at? I guess it's, it's noon. It's noon. Okay. So we're on the same. That's right. I, I Sometimes I lose track of the, the uh, time zones that we're all in. Um, it is noon. Yeah. Eastern. And uh, I appreciate you making time though on a Monday, getting the week started with this conversation. And uh, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. Introduce yourself, not only, well, actually both your brands, I guess. You're involved in multiple companies. Would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. I'm Nathan Desch. Um, I'm based in the greater Philadelphia area. I've been a wedding photographer for the last 15 years. Still have my studio up and running. Um, but several years ago, I launched a brand called Shoot With Me. Uh, it is a hiring platform for photographers to, to more easily hire assistants, second shooters, and lead shooters, um, as well as helping photographers fill the gaps of their schedule. Um, so we are live nationwide and in Canada. And um, yeah, check it out when you have a chance. Cool. And and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to actually use that as a segue to talk a little bit today about the process of hiring a second shooter. Because I know being in the industry now for about 20 years, that can be, a, well, it can be a challenge just in general hiring anybody, but especially when it comes to hiring a photographer who maybe you don't know so well and they're supposed to represent your brand at a shoot, session, wedding, or otherwise, it can be a little bit disconcerting of a process. So we're going to get to that here in just a second. Again, I want to encourage anybody who's live streaming to join in the conversation. Jabari on YouTube says, nice topic to discuss. <laughs> Absolutely. It is an important one. And I appreciate you joining in the conversation, Jabari. Let's go ahead and jump in, though, to the to the discussion at hand and maybe just start with the biggest challenges that a photography business owners face in hiring second shooters. Some of these may be, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a rhetorical question, but let's just kind of set those out there, Nathan, and then we can solve all the problems at hand. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know, it, depending on how long somebody's been shooting, they they may have been in the industry back when photographers were sending email blasts in groups. And now we have those groups on Facebook and you go into a group and you, you post, hey, I need a second shooter for this date, this location, here are all the details. And then you get 38 people that comment. And as you're going through them, you realize, okay, these 18 people are you know, out of the area. These other people have a different style. These other people are wanting way too much or they don't have enough experience. And ultimately, of those you know, 30 to 40 people that respond, you might have three or four or five people that are a good fit. And then you're diving into their website, you're checking out their work, you're seeing if they truly align with, with what your needs are. It is a major time suck. Um, it, it doesn't allow you to use your time in the most opportune way. And as a, as a business owner, our time is our biggest asset. So the actual process of finding people who are available and who align with your needs is a major issue. But additionally, once you 
kind of start that conversation and you're kind of going back and forth with somebody and you confirm everything, uh, it's very easy to kind of lose track of where certain conversations are. Again, we want to make sure that this is happening in an efficient way. And if you're talking to four different people and seeing if they're still available and you're kind of talking through, three of them might say, hey, you know, pick me, pick me, I'm, I'm ready to go. And you end up having to say no to a handful of them because you ultimately only need one person. So that can be a really frustrating uh, you know, aspect of this. And also, in a lot of our groups uh, on Facebook, there's the whole Dunning-Kruger effect that happens where a lot of the most um, you know, uh, forward people in conversation, um, they might not be as experienced as they actually think they are. And they can talk a big game and they can show you know, the best of their best work all the time, but ultimately, uh, the the full body of their you know shooting does not represent the work that they post or their actual experience. Okay, so I, I'm just I'm making a long list of issues here, and and they seem a little bit overwhelming just at the outset. And it kind of yeah. reminds me of like what what the online dating game would be like, you know, like the swipe Absolutely. left and right, and you're making decisions based on very little information, and you never know if that information is accurate upfront or not, and as a photographer, especially somebody who's getting ready to do a session or, or an event to go photograph that you, the last thing that you need is to find out after the fact that what you saw online wasn't exactly what you expected to get in person um, right. uh, or not what you end up getting in person, I should say. And then you're in a tough spot as a photographer there for a gig. So um, we've got a variety of challenges. I'm just making made, made some random notes here, random people, style, price, uh, potentially flaky photographers, and then on our side, we can only commit to one person and then we potentially right. you know, leave the other photographers hanging. A lot of different challenges that we face there. Is this something, I mean, how many times would you just guess over the years as a photographer that you've had to bring on a second or an assistant for your photography business? Four or 500 times. Oh, wow. Okay. How many sessions are you uh, yeah. doing a year or events are you doing a year? So, so when I was, when I was shooting full time all the time as my only, you know, job, I was doing 40, 45 weddings a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Plus, plus engagement sessions, plus other events here and there. So, uh, it added up. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of potential challenges in that a lot of photographers as business owners are, maybe this is their first gig. Um, and the idea of taking on a business for themselves is challenging enough, but then to think about hiring somebody or being the manager of even a small team of people that they're having to delegate work to second shooter assistant or otherwise is something that's brand new to them. So we've got enough challenges. It is trying to pick somebody. What are, I guess in that actual choosing process, what are some of the bigger mistakes that photographers tend to make? Yeah, it's all about alignment, right? So so a newer photographer is going to want to hire a second shooter that has experience because if if they're trying to compensate for their inexperience a little bit, they're going to want to hire somebody that really knows the ropes. So they're going to be looking for somebody that has a you know an amazing body of work. Um, looking at full galleries is always a perk, um, no matter where you're at in the process. You want to see that the person that you're hiring can really just deliver from getting ready all the way through the end of the night. Um, but you also want to make sure that if gear alignment is important to you, that that happens, um, the rate that they're charging, um, 
you know, we really recommend that you check out reviews from other photographers that they've worked with uh, to see if they're truly uh, representing themselves in an accurate way. Uh, and we can get into a little bit more about the review process later on. But uh, having all of that alignment in place is incredibly important. There's this, there's this axis that we talk about a lot uh, with Shoot With Me where every type of photographer that's hiring help for a job has a different set of expectations for the person that they're hiring. And they may be looking for somebody that's very experienced and is charging accordingly, or they might be looking for a warm body at this end that doesn't charge a whole lot. And the industry for so long has had this idea that, okay, this right here in the middle is what we charge uh, for second shooting. And if you're higher than that, you're charging too much. And if you're lower than that, you know, you're, you're not charging enough. So what ends up happening is people who are really inexperienced are charging that middle rate and, and then they're getting hired and they're letting the, the lead shooter down. And then the people that want to charge more than that are never accepting second shooter jobs because mm. they want to get paid more than, than what that going rate or that industry standard rate is. Okay. Wow. So alignment. Yeah. That, you started with that word and that seems to make a lot of sense. Again, I'm just jotting down quick notes as we go, but mm -hmm. maybe in some cases, photographers aren't taking the time to look at a full body of that potential second shooters work, um, gear alignment, not make, not being on the same page when it comes to gear. I mean, how far do you take that? Do you, do you feel like photographers need to be using similar gear in order to really work well together? Or what are you suggesting with that? No, no, um, not at all. But you know, I can go to Walmart right now and buy a cheap entry-level DSLR camera and sure. a kit lens, sure. and I can go outside right now and take some awesome pictures with it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going into a, a dark barn later on this <laughs> evening and there's yeah. no solid light, I'm gonna be in way over my head. And right. most of the entry-level gear, you know, one memory card slot, just listen, there's, there's a whole range of things that you need um, to shoot a wedding responsibly. And having backup equipment, professional quality, uh, you know, bodies and lenses that you need, lighting that you need. It's all important. And you're not necessarily going to know that by just hearing that somebody shoots Sony or Canon or Nikon. You have to kind of <laughs> dig in a little deeper on what, what absolutely. With, yeah. You got to do the what, homework. Uh, what gear they're with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it goes back to the alignment piece. We don't know for an alignment if we haven't actually taken the time to have the conversations to do a little research. And I, I don't know about you, Nathan, but it, I have a tendency, I, I guess I'm used to thinking bigger picture as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, working with a little bit of a larger company and photographers at it. And I tend to, in some cases, overlook some of the details in the process. I'm lucky enough to have a team that's helping me kind of manage all the moving parts and pieces. And so sometimes it's easy for me to kind of overlook a step or a detail. In this case, we can't really afford, I mean, as, as a sole proprietor, a photography business owner, we can't afford to overlook those details when we're talking about picking somebody to represent our brand. Um, so this is important. The, taking the time to, to look at reviews from other photographers, actually getting um, reviews on experiences with other photographers, and, and then ultimately just not being clear about what it is that we're looking for up front. And I think when it comes to, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, when it comes to delegating anything, really, editing, album design, in this case, second shooting, if we're not clear about what it is that we're looking for, it's a good chance that we're not going to have a great experience with that person or those people that we hire because we were confused to begin with, right? So mm -hmm. that can create a lot of confusion then altogether and, and ultimately not a positive experience. Well, let's then jump to the kind of practical application and your recommendations as to key principles photographers should keep in mind in the hiring process. And you know, I, unless I'm not aware of it, I don't know of a lot of other companies like Shoot With Me 
Um, maybe you can use this as an opportunity to kind of to talk about how Shoot With Me has solved some of these issues and, and ultimately mm -hmm. help photographers make the right decision when it comes to hiring a photographer. Yeah, uh, backing up, like I said, um, in the world of 15, 20 years ago, there were a lot of those email threads that would go out and it would say, oh, I need a second shooter. And like there'd be 100 people in the group and somebody would, would pop on and kind of take over that. And then we went to that Facebook world. And for a, a short period of time before that Facebook world happened, people would go on Craigslist and there were platforms like Craigslist that were just for photographers. And they didn't really work out because it essentially was doing um, the same thing that a Facebook group would do. And it just, it was a mess. So when we were designing Shoot With Me, we wanted to make it easy for photographers to vet the people that they were hiring and then directly offer them the job. And when they're offering somebody the job, they're offering one person the job at the time. And it just, it simplifies the communication. It simplifies expectations because they can take the person that is in you know the most alignment with what they're looking for and put them at the top of their list and then the next person and the next person and the next person. So it's a way that they can rank their their options in a way that um, truly represents what they're looking for. But kind of going back to the original question, you need to know that the person's shooting style is in alignment with yours. You wanna make sure that um, if if you're looking for a light and airy photographer, you're not hiring somebody that's gonna do a ton of off-camera flash and is more dark and moody, bold, vibrant, whatever. Same thing, vice versa. You also wanna make sure that if, if you're a photographer that is constantly shooting six feet away from your couple all day long and you're really in that moment the entire time, that you're not hiring somebody that works from a distance with you know 70 to 200 and mm. kind of gets things from the, the peripherals because you're not gonna work very well together. Uh, I, Again, if, if I can jump yet, in real, real quick, I've, yeah. I've not ever really thought about it that way. Because my, my assumption, maybe again, a bit simplistic in nature, is that a photographer can shoot up close or far away, depending on what it is that you want from them. You're saying some photographers tend to lean one way or the other? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, I use I use a, a 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200 most of the day, one on each body. And I'm working from a distance. I'm working um, from creative angles. I'm shooting through things. I'm doing all this stuff. And if I would you know, mistakenly hire a shooter that needs to be really close to the couple um, and they're like really getting in the moment, that is going to mess with me and it's going to make it really frustrating for me because their approach to how they're capturing those moments is going to be completely different than mine. One's not better than the other. It's just misalignment. Fair enough. Okay. So I'm, I'm just yeah. writing down again. So first of all, you all are through the platform, make it easier to vet the photographer. And you've talked about the challenges that come with trying to hire somebody. One of the biggest is to make sure, or is, is yet yeah, ultimately to make sure that we are in alignment with the photographer, one with their style. Um, then two, I guess in this case it would be shooting that the approach to, to actual photography itself. So not just the photographic style, the editing style, but the actual mm -hmm. shooting style itself. What are some of the right. others, um, challenges that, that shoot with me helps solve? Yeah, personality is important. So uh, personality and professionalism, I'm going to kind of lump those two together. You want to hire somebody that is going to is going to assume the values and personality of your brand. So if you're a brand that interacts very little with a couple, you don't want to hire somebody that's super extroverted and is going to be cracking jokes the whole time and, you know, kind of being more funny and vibrant. You want to make sure that you're hiring somebody that, that it does also align in that way. So 
you know, reading through somebody's bio, um, again, all this is in the context of Shoot With Me, and we'll kind of get into how exactly it works in a second, but um, reading somebody's bio, you'll get a quick idea of who they are as a person, what their personality is like, um, and and having that ability to see that is going to kind of mesh better with some brands over other brands. Um, you also want to see the reviews. Listen, if you're hiring somebody and you know that they've worked with a dozen other photographers, it's it's a waste if you're not taking advantage of, of getting those other people's experiences. So reading their reviews, seeing if they are, um, you know, consistently getting great reviews. Now on Shoot With Me, the reviews are generally on soft skills. They're professionalism, punctuality, um, you know, those types of things because style can be so subjective to the person that's working. And um, one person's, you know, five-star photographer might be somebody else's three-star photographer. So <laughs> yeah, true. Um, we have, we have a, a, a little um, part we call brand alignment, where does this person align with your brand? And it doesn't affect your overall score, but it, it basically communicates to other studios that this person aligns with this other studio. And if you're very similar with that studio, it's going to kind of triangulate a little bit better to help you figure out who's a good fit for you. Okay, that's kind of cool idea, actually. I, I want to come back to this this concept of vetting a photographer based on their approach to, to photography or shooting. And Matt said on Facebook, in regards to style and shooting close versus far away, could a second shooting or second shooter differently from you be viewed as an advantage? I often talk to my clients about how having a second shooter provides additional or different angles and how that can have value. Absolutely. But the lead shooter, the studio who is doing the hiring needs to know what they specifically are looking for. So if I'm hiring somebody and I have an expectation that they're going to perform a certain way um, and they're not doing that, it's, it's gonna not jive with me. However, if, if I'm a photographer and I know that I shoot from a, a distance and I want somebody that's gonna get there in the moment and do all that stuff, then I'll look for somebody that has that style. It's all about figuring out what you're looking for as a studio or as yeah. a hiring side and then optimizing for that. That totally makes sense. It goes back to that, that idea of being very clear about what it is that we're looking for. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Matt, thanks so much for, for the, the question or the commentary there. And again, for those of you that are live streaming, don't hesitate to, to chime in. So I, I guess, Nathan, take me to, and maybe we could even jump to the website if, if you want to, I don't know the best way to do this, but sure. can you talk a little bit more specifically about, and how shoot with me actually addresses each of these elements of, or each sure. of these challenges, I should say, um, of hiring the photographer, what it actually looks like, what the experience is like. Yeah, absolutely. So if you sign up for an account on shoot with me, you have the option to sign up as an assistant, a second shooter, a lead photographer, or a studio. Now a studio can only hire help for their jobs. They can do that for free on shoot with me as much as they want. So if you don't want to get hired at all and you're only looking to find help, sign up as a studio. Everybody else, they'll go through an onboarding process where they basically complete their profile as they're going through that onboarding process. Once their profile is complete, which has portfolio, has their bio, has skills, experience, gear, there's a bunch of other things that it has, you set your availability. So you go through your schedule and you say, okay, I'm available on these eight dates in September, these nine in October, you go through, we recommend going out as far as you can. And then you set your hourly rate. So 
if you're an experienced shooter, you've been doing this a long time, you're gonna probably set a higher rate than somebody that's just starting out because your experience and body of work justifies that higher rate. You set your rate and you get all that done and then you sit back, you don't need to do anything. When a studio has a hiring need, they log onto the platform, they enter the job details, the name of the job, the location, the date, timing, any of the notes that they want their prospective candidates to, to kind of be aware of before they accept the job, and then also what role type they're hiring for. So once they save those results, they'll see a list of however many people are available that align with their job needs. And then they can go through those people's profiles one by one, and the people that are a good fit, they add them to their job queue, and the people that are not a good fit, you just pass over, you don't, you don't need to worry about them. But once you get through all of the search results, you put all of your, your top options in order. So your, your number one spot is gonna be the person you really wanna offer the job to first, and then so on and so forth. You set a response time, so the person at the top of the list is gonna get the booking request, hmm. and they have a certain amount of time to accept or decline the job. Cool. If they decline or they run out of time, it goes to the next person on the list. And uh, whoever then accepts the job, the job is theirs. And then the studio and the person they hire can communicate on platform or off platform if they want to. Um, you know, all the details for the job, kind of going over, you know, all the, the additional expectations, et cetera. Uh, and then the rest of the people on the list, they don't get the booking request because the, the role has been filled. The, the timing component is interesting. How, how long do photographers usually set that time frame for? It, it really depends on when the job is. So okay. if the job is two months out, they'll probably have that response be a couple days. Hmm. If it is this Saturday, they might do six hours. So, you know, in this world of, of COVID and reschedules and all that stuff, we all the time have people creating jobs on a Monday or Tuesday before a Friday or Saturday wedding. And if it's a, a job that's coming up fast and you want to make sure that it gets in front of as many eyes as possible, you'll have a shorter queue time. Um, but right now there are, there are studios that are finding lead shooters and second shooters for jobs in the fall of 2023. Mm -hmm. So those queue times might be four or five days. Wow. It all depends. Okay. So they're booking that far out, but then that helps yeah. address the issue, which is only talking to one photographer at a time. And it gives that, that potential photographer an assistant, second shooter, whatever it might be, a bit of extra incentive when they know the timer is on them. That's, that's a really cool mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, and it also keeps the studio from going to, to Facebook, right? We, we love Facebook. It's great. It's fun, whatever. But it's a time suck. And, you know, most creatives have a problem getting distracted by things. And, you know, I, and I'm guilty of this as well. My, my desk right now is a disaster. I have, I have stuff all over it that I'm working on right now with different companies and, and all this stuff going on. Sure. And if we get sucked into Facebook and we're posting there and then we get that notification that somebody commented, we might go back over and want to check that person out and see if they're a good fit. And we're doing that 35 times in a day as people are commenting saying that they want to work with you. It's a waste of time on shoot with me. You're doing all of that in one sitting. You can go through, you know, 35 profiles in five or 10 minutes and then offer the job to somebody and then get back to doing what's actually important. Yeah, when we think about the amount of money that our time is worth, let's just say an hour is worth, and I realize it's going to vary from photography business owner to photography business owner, but the idea that, and I'm, I'm actually, as you're talking, I pulled up the pricing page. In fact, I'll, I'll do this really quick right now. For those of you that might be live streaming or watching the replay of the live stream, you can see this here, but 
it's so little money to actually get started with shoot with me, considering the amount of time that you would save, especially in the scenario that you were describing, Nathan. I mean, uh, we're looking at, and for those of you that don't see the screen or listening to the audio after the fact, anywhere from um, eight bucks to 30 bucks a month and inexpensive uh, for the amount of time that's being saved and ultimately all the work that shoot with me is doing for the photographer. How long does it on average take a photographer to find a, a second or an assistant for a role. Do you know that offhand? Um, it all depends on where the job is um, because, and, and, and how far out the job is. So okay. let me give you an example. We launched in the Philadelphia area in, in 2021 in June, and we had quite a few people join the platform um, where any given date you would do a search and there'd be 30 to 40 people that were available. But if it's a prime day, like this past Saturday, the, the 24th, um, and it seems like everybody is booked, you might go on in the same market and there might only be 20 people available. Or in scenarios where, you know, in markets where um, we just launched back in February, so somewhere in the middle of, you know, Topeka or whatever, <laughs> there might not be as many people on the platform yeah. there yet. And sure. We're a relatively new company still, and there are some parts of the country that just don't have a huge user base, uh, which is actually a great, uh, a great thing for people that are in markets that haven't gotten going yet because they can join and it's it's 100 free to join you don't pay anything until you get your first booking request so um, there's no 14 day free trial no month-long free trial the free trial is as long as it needs to be until you get a booking request so you can sign up in the middle of nowhere usa or canada and not worry about paying us a thing until you actually get value from the platform very very cool Okay, well, I, I wanna make sure that everybody knows, I mean, I, I, this has been a relatively simple and short conversation considering the breadth of the discussion um, sure. or the topic at hand rather, but I, I think we've given a good overview, you have given a, a great overview of both the challenges and, and the potential solutions, especially via Shoot With Me. Um, just remind all of our listeners, not only where they can find, of course, the website, the brand, follow you guys online, but then also mm -hmm. ultimately get started. What is that getting started process like? Yeah. So if you go to shootwith.me, um, you can you can just type that into your browser and go through the sign up process. Signing up typically takes five or ten minutes because we'll get your portfolio. You'll write out a bio. Um, there's a there's a bunch of steps in there because we want to to find photographers that are actually serious about getting hired. We don't want to make it so easy that people quickly create an account, set their availability, and then they're appearing in search results and they don't have a portfolio, they don't have a bio, they don't have any of that stuff. So take the time to do it. Um, we recommend doing it on an on a actual computer and not your phone, but however you want to do it is totally cool. Um, but set your availability, set yourself at a rate that aligns with the value you're delivering. Um, if you're just getting started, set, set yourself at a rate where you become uh, a very attractive asset to the people that are looking for help because your rate aligns with your experience and skill set. Uh, again, if you are a ton experience and you've been doing this for a very long time, by all means, set a rate that, that aligns with what your goals are. Um, studios though, you can create a, an account very fast. Um, it, you probably in two minutes, you could have a job offer out to somebody if you're in a pinch um, and need to uh, find somebody in, in a quick way. Let me add one thing real quick. Sure. Right after you work with somebody, both parties review each other. So the person that's getting hired and the person doing the hiring get reviewed by the other party. And 
that makes it so that when you're looking for help in the future or you get a booking request, you can look at the reviews of the person that you're potentially going to work with and see if it's somebody that really is in alignment with what your goals are, um, you know, with, with what their style is, with past reviews. That review component is, is really a, uh, you know, kind of an unforeseen um, bonus that we never thought it was going to be like as important as it is on the platform. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Absolutely. And you talked about the simplicity of sign up for the studios. And, and I was noticing that a second ago, actually, and I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to UI design, but you go to sign up and for anybody who's not live streaming with us, click on sign up and you land on a page that gives you two super simple options. Like a, a third grader could figure this out. Click on find talent, takes you to a really simple uh, sign up page, name, email, password, and create a free account. And I love simple interfaces and user experiences like that, Nathan. I think it makes it a lot easier, obviously, for businesses to get started. So, of course, we'll link to all of this in the show note at uh, show notes at bocapodcast.com. And uh, for those of you that missed it earlier, shoot with dot me is the website and uh, shoot with dot me on Instagram as well. Of course, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Nathan, thanks so much for making time to share a little, um, not only about the challenges, the obvious challenges at hand, but ultimately the solutions. And of course, uh, through your brand as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me.